Hello there and welcome to episode 110 of the Sports and Spirituality Show brought to you in part by our friends Greg and Mitch Price of Price Custom Homes. Price Custom Homes has been building homes for 50 years or more and they would love to build a home for you. You can get more information by going to their website pricecustomhomes.com. Thanks again to Greg and Mitch Price for sponsoring the Sports and Spirituality Show. My name is Steve Rao, and my co-host is someone who has made it to almost heaven. She loves the classic Willie Nelson song and its meaning, and she often drives her husband, kids, family, and co-host crazy. She is with the three young adults. She is Kelsey Bull. Welcome back to the SASS, Kelsey. Hi, Steve. How you doing? Fine. How are you? Well, I don't know if you're fine. You don't sound fine. Um, you found you, know, you as sound always. like you're asleep or um, in some thought uh, or in some other place. Yeah, I'm yeah. thinking about that intro. Oh, oh are you? I am. Okay. Yeah, and I'm sleepy. And, and you're sleepy. Okay. Yeah. Well, let's talk about this intro. What, what are we talking about here in this intro? I don't. What was the first line? Okay. Yes. Um, you are someone who has made it to almost heaven. Made it to almost heaven. What is almost heaven? Well, okay. Well, um, you, you're uh, you're already uh, over one. Um, <coughs> classic Willie Nelson song and its meaning. Got any thoughts? Classic on Willie Nelson song. Yes, ma'am. And its meaning. Yes, ma'am. That's not even a sentence. Yes, it, it is. Uh, <coughs> you, you got a lot to learn. Um, do you drive your husband, kids, co-host crazy? I don't. Probably you more than any of them. Really? Yeah. Why are you mean to me then? Why don't you be nice to me? And mean to them. <laughs> You're just so easy to be mean oh, to Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, don't be mean to your family. Don't okay. be mean to your kids. Don't be mean to your husband. Yeah, just... But just make one change. I mean, it's the new year, new you, all that. I know you love that. I hate that. Uh, yeah, so uh, maybe it was something you can work on. I don't know if you've written your resolutions down yet, but maybe <laughs> be nice to my co-host could make the list. Um, I don't write resolutions down, oh, you don't. so that's most definitely not making a list. Oh, it's not making the list. Do you write down goals? No. You put any plans together? Yeah, I'm a planner. Okay, good. Put that on the plan list. No, uh, be you. nice to my co-host. Okay, um, so almost heaven. Do uh, you know the song uh, yeah. that starts with the words almost heaven? No. West Virginia, Blue Ridge Mountains. Oh. California River. Uh-huh, yeah. sure. Are you familiar? Okay, um, you know what the name of the song is? Country Road. That's exactly right. Very yeah. good. Thank you, sir. Uh, I think they sing that at uh, West Virginia University football games. Yeah. As well. All right. Uh, so Country Roads. What's the classic Willie Nelson song? Um, what is yeah. the classic? Yes. Like, There's only one? Well, I think so. I don't think if so. If you use that whiny uh, voice of his, he sings through his nose, right? Um, if I say this song, you're absolutely going to know this. Now, I'm what is sure it? that I am. Yeah. But I don't know it off the top of my head. Oh, I'm sorry to disappoint that's, you, that's Dad. That's unbelievable. Yes. Is, yeah, I'm sure yelling at that. He is. He's screaming he's at, his, yeah. uh, at his phone right now yeah, as he I'm listens so to this sorry, podcast. Dad. If you don't know the Willie Nelson classic song, I don't think you know music. I mean, you were supposed to be a Taylor Swift fan who started out in the country music world. And she Willie Nelson's is country music, music. Okay. okay. She is the music industry. Okay. You know what she learned it from? Willie Nelson. Okay. And this song sure. right here. Which song? On the Road Again. Yeah. I can't wait to be on the road again. Yeah. Tell me you know this song. I do. Okay. It's classic Willie Nelson. You can't possibly know Willie Nelson or country music if you don't know that. Um, and uh, so yeah, you, uh, you, you drive your family crazy and your co-host. Um, so what, what's the connecting point for all of this? Driving? Yeah, travel. 
Okay. Right. Um, country roads. Country roads. Right? On the road, road again, again, and you drive the your family crazy. People in your life crazy. Sure. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so do you like, you like road trips? I do. Yeah. I knew you did. Uh, mm-hmm. well, the reason why I wanted to chat about it Tell is me. because in the last seven weeks, I have driven to Paris Island, South Carolina, Cincinnati, Ohio, Dallas, Texas, Mayfield, Kentucky, Belmont, Ohio, and Jacksonville, North Carolina. Do you have any idea how many miles I have driven in the last seven weeks? 13,000. Uh, no, it's not quite that many. Oh, but God. about uh, 6,000. <laughs> oh, okay. And that's just in that seven-week window. It's wow. actually well over 6,000. Uh, I just looked them up and uh, wrote them down, and that was just to that destination. That's not driving oh. at that location as well. Um, so, uh, yes, that's an awful lot of miles it in is. a short period of time. Yeah. Uh, and so, what about you? Would you uh, love to drive uh, 6,000 miles in seven weeks? Yeah, that sounds fun. Does it? Yeah, I think yep. most of those places you went were for good or yes. fun reasons. All of them. Yeah. Yes. So that sounds great. And many of them with my family members uh, in some various uh, concoctions, and it was phenomenal. So uh, do you have any uh, travel plans? But before you answer, I did want to say uh, there's a guy who's written a book called The Power of Community at The Ohio State University. His name is Master Teague the Third. And I think he said he would be able to join us today. Are you comfortable with that? I would love to have him. Excellent. So we can maybe learn a little bit about his family and uh, his high school career and college career, maybe a, a, a spot in the NFL. I don't know. So we'll see uh, if we can get him to join us here in a couple of minutes. So uh, travel plans for 2024. Do you got any of those? They're all in this stage of talk. Okay. We have not officially made any plans I see. yet. Very but, good. Yeah. Now, uh, these trips that you're uh, in conversations about, yes. are these driving trips? Are these flying trips? What do you think? We are considering one flying trip. Um, with your children? With our children, Is yes. this the first time? It would be the first time flying for Wade, but not Lucy's first time. But right. it would be the first time she would remember because she was much younger yeah. um, when we have flown before. Um, yes, but then the other trips, yes, driving. Driving trips, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. Uh, so what is the cutoff for you uh, as we're talking about these trips? Uh, what will push you over the top to say yes or say mm, not at this time? Um, like in terms of whether we drive or not or no, just take taking them. the trip. Uh-huh. Oh, um, I think it's more scheduling issue than anything right now. My husband recently took a new role at his... Um, with his company and we're just trying to figure out like i i feel like i haven't even been in my newer job for a year so trying to figure out those rhythms it's lucy's first year in school and kindergarten so just trying to figure out all the scheduling issues is really the issue um that is holding us up from um actually booking anything at this point i see uh, <clears throat> I do want to ask you this question because I think it's a very important question when it comes to travel. Okay. And that is, um, what is your line of demarcation as it relates to whether we're going to fly or drive? I don't quite know. Um, I think that our kids are at the age where it's so beneficial to have our own car because of car seats and because of so much stuff. Um, 
but I do think that there's if there's a direct flight that is uh, potentially cheaper than driving um, with yeah all the things that go with that um, we would we would consider flying um, yeah I don't know I think it, there's just a lot of factors there are aren't yes there? and uh, we do like driving and yeah. I like the convenience of it yes um, and our kids are at a pretty good age they don't fight the car seats too much um, and we have some tricks we use to make the yep. the car rides better I so I don't know there's pros and cons to both uh, there is um, and part of it uh, has to do with time and money right sure. uh, the reason I drove to Dallas Texas I uh, went to the Cotton Bowl as we talked about on this show uh, is because I had more time than money uh, it was pretty pricey uh, for my wife and I to fly down there and then when I fly down there I'm gonna have to get a rental car anyway uh, or Uber everywhere so you know uh, there's gonna be additional expense there right. and so I just had more time than I did money so it made more sense uh, to drive there than to fly there um, some say there's a certain number, like if it's over 600 miles, nope, we're flying, you know, yeah. uh, whatever. Uh, but I think there's a lot of other factors. I will say, and we're just about uh, uh, ready to connect with Master Teague, but um, I would say driving uh, <laughs> in 2024, so different uh, than when uh, we started driving our kids um, uh, 29 years ago when my youngest was born. Sure. Uh, so a definite advantage there. Well, I think it's time to bring our guest on the show. What do you think about that? Let's do it. As we promised, our guest has chosen to join us for this episode of the Sports and Spirituality Show, and he is Master Teague III. Thanks for coming on the program, Master. We really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Glad to be here. Glad to talk to you guys, and let's go. That's the role. Um, Master T, of course, uh, with the Ohio State University, did a great job as a running back there and uh, has uh, uh, had an uh, opportunity to go to the NFL as well. We'll learn a little bit more about that. But Kelsey, let's learn a little bit about his family. Yeah, Master, can you start off by sharing where you're from? Yeah, so I'm from Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Some may know, some may don't, may not know. It's, it's about 30 minutes from Nashville. And so that's where I'm from. That's where I, uh, most of my childhood I was raised here. Um, I mean, I'm here now, actually, too. Um, so, yeah, Murfreesboro, Tennessee is where I'm from. That's awesome. Can you talk a little bit about your family life, what that was like as a child? Yeah, so, I mean, I, I would say I'm blessed. I had a great family life. Parents, you know, I had both parents in the household. Um, both of them were very loving, caring. You know, um, I feel taught me to... How to, how to live rightly and be mature and, and all that. And so, yes, I was disciplined as well. <laughs> and and uh, I know that's something that, you know, the discipline is something that we, we talk about and debate about today. But I was yeah, definitely disciplined. You know, I, I had to have, you know, A's and B's in school and, you know, come in a certain time. Like, I, I go play outside a lot and you had to come in at this time. And, you, you know, I had chores and, uh, to do as well to to have responsibilities, but one of the greatest things that that I say that I would believe from for myself that how my parents you know were had an impact on me was you know they they lived by example they set the example um, they didn't just talk about it they actually walked about it they actually did the thing or or displayed the thing that they wanted to see in me and so um, you know uh, that that was very helpful for me growing up to see that and. And then also, I have uh, siblings as well, so they're uh, some years younger than I am, 
one of them is middle school, one of them is in high school now. Um, but, you know, been able to see them grow, grow up, um, you know, growing up and it's been cool to, to have that. And, you know, I, I, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just blessed. And, uh, and, and so I had, had great, great family still do. And, you know, uh, I'm really, I'm really close to them. I'm, I'm a family man. And I love, you know, spending time with them, having fun, laughing. That's one of the one of the great things that, um, you know, I, I do with my family is just laugh. You know, we joke around, have fun. Uh, and I think when I went to college, that was one of the things I missed a lot, just, just being able to laugh with them and, um, you know, just joke around about about, about anything. You know, when, when me and my dad get going, when me and my dad get going laughing, uh, <laughs> it you know, it can we can we can just stack on and stack keep stacking on jokes and things like that and sometimes sometimes my mom gets annoyed about that or somebody gets annoyed because our laughs are like a little bit you know a little bit a little bit weird at times but you know it's it's fun man and uh definitely blessed to have a family uh that i do have so yeah that's that's just a little bit about my time you know growing up that's great so were you a lover of football at an early age when I first started, I was not. I was not first started. I was seven years old, and I remember my first play. They put me a running back because I was fast. Gave me a little run to the outside or to the right. Tossed it to me or handed it to him. I can't remember, but ran around the outside. Safety came down. Boom! Laid me out. Oh. Um, and I remember the kid, the guy. He 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 ended up playing basketball. He we grew up together. He ended up playing basketball. That was his main sport, but. This kid laid me out, and uh, I remember what I was wearing, too. I had a camouflage, long sleeve shirt on, and I went to the sideline crying. And then, you know, the next day and all year, we just had hitting drills <laughs> all day, feel like. And uh, I was like, man, this is this is rough. So I would cry in the car and uh, not want to go, but then, you know, my dad was like, this is one of the great, one of, one of the great lessons I learned from him is, uh, you know, you finish what you start. So at one point I wanted to just quit it. He's like, no, you're going to finish the season. You're going to finish the year out. Then you can assess what do you want to do. You want to give it up. You want to keep going. And personally, kept going. And uh, I was really good, too. So I just I started to, to really enjoy it and I just, you know, kept with it. And, you know, it was a blessed, man. You know, the Lord brought me so far with it. And, uh, yeah, so it. You know, I just think, imagine if I just said at an early age, ah, I'm, I'm good, I'm not going to do this, you know. Uh, wouldn't have had, have had the opportunities that I've had, so. That's great. Yeah. So you realize you're good at football at an early age. I assume you continue to play from the age of seven through high school. Can you give us a few highlights from your high school football career? When I was a freshman, that was definitely a highlight. Uh, I was a freshman. We had a pretty good freshman team, but what I remember most is just getting moved up to varsity. You know, I got moved up to varsity, and I played special teams, and we got in. Our team was pretty good. We were um, ranked top, maybe in the top 100 or close to the top 50. My freshman year, we had a great quarterback, great running back. Great. We had, you know, our team was really good. I got moved up. And uh, we would be winning a lot at the back end of games. So 
they would put in the freshman or whatever, and I get in at running back. I have a few few plays, you know, and uh, a few runs. I wore the number ninety eight. <laughs> I wore number ninety eight. Was me wow. along? Yeah, it was me along with uh, maybe three or four other freshmen that got moved up, and we were all like in the number nineties. We were skilled players. Play all the number nineties, and uh, <laughs> and so we we you know that's that's funny. You always talk about that, and um. I had one of my teammates in high school was Juwan Jennings, and he's you know with the San Francisco 49ers right now, uh, receiver, and so he was a he was a QB at, in high school, and uh, yeah that that was that was memorable. He was a great athlete uh, to to watch, and then uh, I would say it was highlights every year actually uh, for, for to be honest, like my sophomore year, uh, I really had a leap. I really had a leap in, in my physical. Uh, look and ability. When I was a freshman, I was 155. Sophomore year, I came in 185. Wow! Every you know, I, I came in. I was I was very consistent with my my workout routine and uh, strengthening myself, gaining muscle, <laughs> gaining weight, but also getting faster, more twitchy. And I had a great trainer to help me with that all four years. So each year, I would I would put on, you know, 15 pounds of of muscle, 20 pounds of muscle, and then my junior year, I was two, I think 200 uh, pounds, and then my senior year was 215. How about that? And so, I just, yeah, my sophomore year was a big leap. I had a great, a great year. My, the running back that was, I was second, I was second string, the running back that was ahead of me, he had over two 2,000 yards. Um, then I was behind him, and I had, I forget how many exactly yards I had, but uh, my average per carry was up there pretty good. And in my junior year, it was my breakout year. I had 2,000-plus. And uh, um, there was a game that I actually was hurt that year. Uh, at the beginning, I had a concussion. And so I had to miss a few games. And, and so I really only played, like, I think 10 games. But the game I came back after my concussion, I remember uh, it was raining outside, and we couldn't throw the ball at all. We couldn't get the ball down the field that way through the air. And so we just kept on running it, running it, running it, running it, running it. And by the end of the game, I had like 46 carries, 370 something yards, almost 400 yards, and uh, a few touchdowns. And we were losing, but we came back, and you know, we just just kept feeding me the ball, feeding me the ball. And that's how I knew I was like, all right, I'm good now. My, my concussion is not, is not bothering me no more. And, you know, we and that was that was a memorable game right there. After that game, I was I was I was excited. I was it was great, but I was also hurting too. So. Yeah, you, uh, you needed the cold tub, didn't you? Yeah, I needed that cold tub. Yeah. But that was that was a few moments, you know, um, for me. Now, wait a minute. And, uh, you said you played yeah. 10 games and had over 2,000 yards. Did I hear that right? Yeah. <clears throat> so that's uh, that's over 200 yards a game. Yeah, you know, you yeah. know, some games you have more than, you know, you, almost right. have, you have about 270 or yeah. close to 300. And then some games you have one 100 and something. So, yeah. That was that was cool, man. Like our last game that year, that was we we lost like forty something. I think it was forty something to twenty something. But I scored all those touchdowns, and I had like four touchdowns, two hundred and seventy some yards. Um, I guess the team we were playing that that last game of my junior year, and that was that's what what got me over two thousand. And uh, and so coach was like, you know, you know, we lost. I was like, man, we lost. But coach was like, you know, you. You surpassed two thousand yards. I was like, what? You serious? Yeah. You know. You know. 
So that was that was cool. But. That's incredible stuff right there. Um, so uh, my guess is you're getting the attention of the recruiters um, and, uh, you know, people like um, Ohio State. Um, and my hunch is also your in-state school, Tennessee. Uh, so how did that recruiting process go for you? Oh, yes. Yeah. So Tennessee, they were on me. Um, they were on me. I went to a camp, and they they gave me an offer. I, I, I forget exactly when. I mean, it might, it might have been um, – before my junior year, yeah, I think that was when I when I received the offer from them, and I went up there. I went to Tennessee. I went to Knoxville a lot. That was a, I, that was a lot of my visits, and then you know I I, I began to get or gain offers my sophomore year, and my first offer was Austin P here in Tennessee, and then it just they came start to trickle in, and you know how how it happens in, in especially in football. You know a guy gets a certain offer, and then another team. Once off of that same guy, you yep. just start to have this snowball effect, and you just gain more and more. Um, and you know, definitely blessed by it. I had so many opportunities, so many um, options to choose from. I think I had like twenty, twenty at the end. I think twenty-seven, twenty-six, twenty-seven offers. So, um, you know, there was certainly some teams where I was like, okay, we, we're probably not going to go there just because. The caliber of teams that I do have offers from would probably be better, you know, if you if you want to go to the best competition, a winning tradition, you know. And so, some teams started to fall off that I did that I did really like um, it to, to start as I started to gain these greater or higher caliber offers. I would say, um, you know, through the, through the process, I, I really enjoyed uh, Duke at once. I really enjoyed South Carolina. Really enjoyed um, teams like that, but then you know once, once uh, the Georgians went rolling in and Auburn and Ohio State, you know that's when I was like, okay, I got let me let me look at the, let me look into these guys here and um, you know Ohio State they were recruiting me for a long time. It felt like they had gave me. It felt like I had an offer, but I, I really didn't. Uh, but it was because Coach Meyer he wanted to, me, to, me to come up there for a camp and see me in person and run. Um, and so I did that before my junior, my senior year, actually. And by that time, I knew I wanted to go to Ohio State. Um, at first, you know, I wanted to go to Georgia and Auburn, but Ohio State, you know, they just had this, uh, you know, of course they have a winning tradition and great coaches, and uh, great coaches, great alumni, and they kept it real with me. They was like, you know, you come here, it's going to be hard, and you're going to have to work, and you're going to have to earn everything. We're going to coach you. Other other teams like you come in, you're going to get this and that and the other, and uh, I feel like Ohio State was going to be a, a greater challenge for me, and I, I like to be challenged, so uh, it was a great fit for me. So, you know, um, and that's 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 kind of a, some, <laughs> a long summary of, you know, the recruiting that I had, so, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's great stuff right there. And I've heard that from other people, that uh, the speech you get at Ohio State is a little different than other places. Instead of saying, oh, dude, you're going to start here. Uh, we're giving you the bulk of the carries or something like that. They say, hey, this is going to be really hard. Uh, you want to be the best you can be, you come here. Uh, but it's not an easy road. And so if you're willing to put the work in, uh, we're willing to, to coach you up. And uh, you can end up in a very positive uh, way there. So it seemed a, a little different. Now, you mentioned you're uh, quite a family 
family man. How challenging was that to say, hey, I'm going to go to Columbus, Ohio. Um, that's the north, and I'm, I'm a southern guy. Uh, Tennessee, like Georgia or Auburn, might be more attractive even for your family. How did, how did you how were you able to manage that process in dealing with your family? Yeah, so, I mean, I would say, yeah, I, I had some uh, homesickness at times. I remember when we first came up here, we drove, we drove up. I graduated early, so uh, my graduating class was 2018. Um, so I, I left January 2018 to go up to Ohio State, participating in winter workouts and spring ball. Parents drove me up. My, my family drove me up set me up in my dorm and I had class I believe it was and something had happened to where I would I couldn't really say goodbye to them in a, in a in a way that I wanted to and so they dropped me off and I was head to class and I was sad <laughs> I was real yep. sad and then after class I found out they're still here because they had I, I think they forgot something or they or, or something happened where they had to stay for a couple couple more hours. And so that, <laughs> they, like, relieved me. You know, I was able to actually say goodbye to them um, in, in a way that I, I felt like would give me a good send-off yes. to say goodbye. And, you know, from there, just, you know, that, that freshman year, I had to, you know, get used to just, you know, the, the town and uh, the team and, and being away, you know, out. To be honest, I pretty much call them, FaceTime them every day. Well, it's called uh, I don't got a, I don't got an iPhone, I got an Android, so it's called Duo. I would Duo them every day. I got you. And uh, and uh, you know, so I I I talk to them, see their face and things, and you know, my freshman year definitely was a year of uh, you know, little anxiety at times, just just trying to figure out, figure everything out. Not try not to mess up, you know. When you come in, you just don't want to mess up. You don't want to mess up a play. You want to do good, in, you know, do good in school. Get off, get off on a good start. So, um, you know, I had to adjust that way my freshman year. But you know, over time, I got got real comfortable with everything, the system, the offense, and the schools, and and uh, the schedule, my schedule, and everything. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's definitely. Um, something that you hear from, especially down south, all you go up there, you know, down here is kind of, you know, Bible Belt and everything. You go up there, all oh, it's going to be a lot harder. Nobody is really, you know, walking the path, you know, with the Lord or with God, and you're going to have to, you know, it's going to it's going to be more temptation and, and different things, you know, you hear um, being in the south. But I would say, I know we'll get into it, but it was it was a great experience for me in, in my walk with the Lord and really helped me grow and. Um, was blessed to have all the people in my life that that are in my life from from there. So no question. Well, it's the sports and spirituality show. We'll get to that spirituality part here from you uh, in a couple of minutes. Um, what is a highlight or two in your time at the Ohio State University? Man, so I mean that's that's a lot. I mean, there's a lot of them, of course. Sure. My freshman year, Coach Meyer, my, one of the first things that stands out to me and this is uh i'll talk about a game in a minute but this right here was this coach meyer he, he used to he used to always tell me to be violent be violent violence violence he would look at me violence that was like the only word he would say to me <laughs> my freshman year violence he would, he would walk down the hallway or in the cafeteria or something in the facility and he'd just look at me violent violence and i was like you know 
as a player, like, I, what do you mean? What are you talking about? <laughs> I know. I'm violent. And uh, he he wanted me. He, he, he knew, you know, the type of uh, toughness I could run with. Uh, my freshman, freshman year, he wanted me to be even more violent than I was. And, uh, you know, I think that, that really helped me. It really rubbed off me. You know, I didn't really like to hear that a lot <laughs> as she told me. Um, but it helped me, you know, and it helped me become, you know, that, that ground and pound player that, that we saw uh, and got those tough yards. And so, you know, that's something that stood out to me. And then my, also my freshman year, we went to Penn State, the whiteout game, and we were down, I, I believe, a few t- a couple touchdowns. Came back and won that game. That was a great atmosphere, cold, hostile atmosphere, loud. You can't hear anybody five feet away from you. And uh, and so that was awesome. And I think another uh, one of the cool memories that I have that actually I was thinking about before that I should have mentioned uh um, to somebody else was my first touchdown. So I wore number 33. My first touchdown was 33 yards in college. How about I that? I wore number 33. I started wearing number 33 in middle school. And I wore that all the way through and through, through high school and college. And so my first touchdown was 33 yards. My second touchdown, my sophomore year, it was 40, 40 yards. And so my number before 33 was 40. I wore 40 through uh, Little League and then, uh, you know, right before middle school. And so my first touchdown was 33, my second was 40, and I grew up, my street number that I grew up on in my home, my house was 3340, or my house number huh. was 3340. And so I thought that was pretty cool how yeah. that lined up like that. And, um, you know, man, you know, uh, you know. I don't, I don't believe in coincidences or nothing. So, right. <laughs> you know, That's I think good. The, the Lord was talking to me there. But, yeah. you know, I have great memories, great, great junior year as well. That um, I had great games against Indiana. You know, we went to a Big Ten Championship and went to the nat- National play- uh, the Playoff CFP. And, uh, you know, went to the National national Championship game as well. Had a couple touchdowns there. We lost, unfortunately. But that was a great experience for me. Yes. And, you know, man, just being around the team, great players, great coaches, elite program, always, you know, doing, you know, making you come out and, and be your best and, you know, just have that competition around you just to, to level up your game, your your mental and uh, physical um, skills and to, to, to be able to weather all the all the storms and opposition you face on the field and off the field, you know, in school. So. So many memories. I, you know, talk talk a lot about them, but those are a few that that stand out to me. Yeah, that's good stuff. Did you ever have a ninety-eight yard touchdown run? Because you you wore number ninety-eight when you were really young. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, shoot, I'm sure that I I think I had a <laughs> a ninety-something yard run. I know I I know I did. I don't uh-huh. remember what it was. Right. I had one, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it might be 98 yards, who knows? When you were seven years old, you were uh, uh, already a premonition of what was going to happen in the future. Uh, I wanted to ask you about the year 2020. Uh, you were at Ohio State that year. I think you only ended up getting six or seven games in that year. Uh, talk to me about that. Man, that, that year was crazy. <laughs> that year was a whirlwind, you know, because, of course, you, you know that we had to cancel the season at first. And... um you know, we were my to start out that year spring ball. I actually got hurt, had my Achilles injury, 
and then uh, that was like the first or second get, uh, practice of spring ball. Had my Achilles injury, and then I was like, so you know, I was sad about that, you know, at first, and then uh, I think several days later, there was like, COVID don't come back for for some months. We didn't come back. You know, I didn't miss, you know, anything with the team with my Achilles, so I had time to recover. And the, the season was canceled at first, then it got delayed. And fortunately, you know, I was able to beat the time time clock of what they said, how long it would take for me to recover from my Achilles injury. So I came back in time for this, just in time for the season uh, when, it, when it got started, got popping off again. And, you know, we had some games canceled, played a handful of games, you know, we we made it far, and of course we made it all the way to the to the natty, and uh, and, and that that year was just it was crazy. You know, we had to get tested every every day, um, and you know, guys getting COVID and you know having to having to to sit out and, and do things like that. So it was definitely a different different landscape, different outlook that we've ever than we ever have, have experienced. Um, but you know, I think it it just strengthens you even more just to be resilient uh, you know to be able to go through different certain circumstances it not just in football but just in life you know you're gonna have those those times where things happen and you gotta keep keep going keep fighting through it and you know we're fortunate enough to make it make it all the way and um you know my qb justin Fields was, was great great you know great 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 teammate very clear to be with, alongside with, um, you know, I definitely have a, remember, will remember that forever. I remember actually going back to recruiting that, you know, I was going to Georgia and that, that was one of the pools, you know, we're getting Justin Fields, we're getting Justin Fields, number one QB, you need to come here, you know, run beside him. And I was, and I was, I was like, okay, that's really cool. You know, that's cool. Um, I ended up going to, going to Ohio State. And then Justin Fields just came right over to Ohio State. <laughs> it worked out so, pretty you know, good, didn't it? Yeah, it worked out pretty good. And uh, and so, yeah, that was a memorable year. Uh, yes. Sure. Uh, down in Miami, Florida, I believe, where the national championship game was against yeah. Alabama. Uh, I had the privilege of being there. It was a little surreal, wasn't it? Because there were only about fifteen or 20,000 fans, but that was the first time that there was a large group of people in the stadium. That had to be a little different. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah, that, that was a great experience because, like, you know, throughout the year, they had these cards, cards of people up in the stands, <laughs> you know? not real folks, uh, you know, little mannequins and stuff like that, and having a fake noise, right? Know, proud noise and what whatnot. So that's definitely weird because we went to Penn State as well, and you know, usually, you know, looking at this loud crowd, this whiteout. But they just had the, the noise blasting and just, yeah. So that was definitely a weird thing. And it, and we, we struggled a little bit that year just to have a certain amount of energy, you know, because right. the, fan, the fans and the support gives you that a little bit of that fuel. And uh, and so we had to just come up with that on our own, and that was a, that was definitely an adjustment. So, yeah, for yeah. sure. Now, what happened next after you graduated the Ohio State University? You got a chance to go to the NFL. Talk to us about that. Yes, I did. You know, I, I declared for the NFL draft after 2021 and went out to train, went down to training in, in Texas. And, 
that was a great experience. And, and then I got, I was, during the draft, you know, I was hoping, I was thinking that, you know, I'll maybe get drafted in late rounds or um, potentially free agent, undrafted free agent, and, and that's what happened. It, I, I was undrafted, and undrafted free agent to the Bears, Chicago Bears. So I went there, and I was really short. <laughs> I went there for rookie meeting camp, and then they said, all right, you got you to gotta say bye to you. I say bye to you, and I was like, man, what? We didn't even, you know, it was, it was just, just Ricky Minicamp. We didn't really get into anything, but like, all right. And so went to the Giants Ricky Minicamp after that on a tryout basis. I was really enjoyed that. And then I went to work out with the Raiders, worked out with them. Um, and then I came back home, and the Steelers called me up. Hey, we want you to come out for training camp. So I came from training camp and had a really good, really good stint there for training camp. Uh, had a highlight there that went viral. <laughs> uh, just we had a, you know, me blowing up a guy during a one-on-one drill, and I did really well. I impressed them, showed them, I, you know, I could play, and I had one preseason game, did well there. But unfortunately, I uh, got hurt. You know, I had had a pretty bad twisted ankle. Um, that kept me out for a while, so they had to release me on injury settlement. But then they brought me back later in the year, so I was on the practice squad for the Steelers 2022 uh, for uh, a few weeks, three or four weeks. So I did that, then uh, I got released again, and then they brought me back for the offseason on a futures contract for 2023. So I was there for this, off, this uh, 2023 offseason. Um, and then, unfortunately, again, I had a little little complications with, with my leg. I had a calf strain that I was dealing with, so it, it kept me off for a little bit. I tried to work my way back in the best as I could. I wasn't not I wasn't not doing anything for a, you know for two weeks or whatever, but maybe it was a week or something. And I started to work my way back in gradually uh, as much as I could, even though I was still healing. You know, uh, but then they just had to let me go before they started really doing more of the team stuff. And so ever since then, I, I've been, I guess you'd say, on the couch, like they'd like to say. Uh-huh. Um, and, you know, I, the experience I, I've had, I have had, you know, has been great. Uh, it's been, been a blessing. Of course, I, I, I wish I was or you know, I, I would like to be on the field and, and be with, with be with the team, but you know, I believe that everything, like I said, happens for a reason, and the Lord is is growing something in me to become the man I'm supposed to, uh, and be a better overall person and uh, man of God. And I was still, I'm still able to even in this time of of not being on the field, still still been able to, uh, as the Bible said, produce fruit and and be fruitful. And I know we'll talk about it, but you know. You know, having uh, writing this book and things, so uh, you know it's it's been a journey, and I'm grateful to where the Lord has taken me. It, it, given all the injuries, <laughs> uh, nick, nicks and, and bruises, things I've had, you know, He's took, taken me so far with with the game of football, and uh, I'm really blessed by it, and uh, been able to you know have favor with with a lot of people, and and uh, open doors, open many doors for me to be impactful to to the youth and different you know people around around the around the country and uh, just to just to help them in their life and things that they're going through so you know it's definitely a gift man and i just want to be a good steward of it 
And uh, so, yeah, that's that was a little, a little my time with, in the NFL. And, uh, yeah, so. Very good. Thank you very much for sharing that. Uh, it is the Sports and Spirituality Show, so talk to us about your spiritual journey. Yeah, so, uh, I, as I said, growing up, you know, my parents were definitely a big impact on me and that. They set the example for me. You know, my dad, he would read the Bible all the time. I see him reading the Bible all the time. Literally, just always in the Word. And I was just wondering, what is he doing? You know, what is he doing? And uh, I, I really looked up to my dad. So I adopted that same habit. I would just take my Bible around, read it, take it to school, read it in school, read it in class, you know. Um, and I had no, at that time, aspect of like, oh, this could offend somebody or somebody might not like this or teacher might not, might, might feel uncomfortable with it. But I just was, I just did it and reading it and it opened up. You know, even then, open up opportunities and, and doors for me to, to share with others the faith that I had in, in the Lord. And, uh, you know, one of the things that a lot of people like to say as Christians, when you ask them why you believe, you know, we say, oh, I grew up with it, right? I grew up with it. Mm-hmm. And it, it, for for a time there, that was, that's, you know, my main answer. Um, but as I grew and came more mature in my faith and walked with the Lord, especially as I, as I left the home, I had to make a decision for myself. Do I truly believe uh, in Jesus Christ? Do I truly believe that He was a, He He came here uh, as God in the flesh, into you know flesh like a man? Did He Did He really live the life that He lived? Did He really die uh, on the cross and raise on the third day? Do I really believe that? Um, you know, and and I and I do right, and so I believe that that's true, and not only just from Scripture but the world. Just I feel like everything. So many things in the world point to Jesus, point to that 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 reality of Him, uh, and that and the truth of Him, who He is, who He said He is, what He said He would do, and and so I believe that you know wholeheartedly, and um, it's not just that I grew up with it anymore. It's, it's just uh, you know I have this faith for, for myself that I believe and that I see uh, in the world that points to it to me so evidently, and uh, and so. You know, I definitely growing up, you know, the Holy Spirit really, I, I, I feel, um, used me to impact my teammates, uh, classmates, and even teachers. Uh, have have great stories about, you know, how, how the Lord just really touched somebody's life um, through mine. And, you know, I'm not, I'm not a perfect person at all. I definitely have struggles and things that I, you know, you have to overcome, right? And and allow the Lord to sanctify you, be be made more pure, be made more into the image of Christ. So that's something that I, I work on every day, um, just just denying my flesh and what my flesh wants and what, what I want naturally in this world, but saying yes to the Spirit of God, saying yes to God and His will and His ways and His word, right, that, that leads, that's really leads to life. And, um, you know, sometimes we think that, being a believer in Christ, being a Christian, following God's ways is, is a hindrance to our life that we won't have fun anymore. But actually, it's 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 more than just having fun. It's, it's freedom. It's joy. It's peace. Man. You know, it's, it's eternal life. And that's that's far greater than just uh, an ounce of fun of this short-term pleasure that, that, quite honestly, if people ask themselves, a lot of those things are, are definitely pleasurable for the short-term but cause long-term issues and problems down the road because that immaturity doesn't allow you to see you know 
down down the road, down the future of how this thing that I'm doing now is going to impact that and uh, impact even my, my family in the future or, you know, the people that I'm called to serve and, and help and, and, and things like that. So we always have to be vigilant, especially for me for myself, um, how I use my time and, you know, going to college, like I said, it was it was a great experience for me and I, and I prepared myself for that before going to college, you know, I made sure I had a, a great community that I could be a part of and uh, plug into other brothers, with other brothers sisters in Christ so that soon as I get on campus, I'll be uh, have accountability, have encouragement, have discipleship because, you know, you're going on you're going into a, a place uh, that, that big, that on that scale, Ohio State, you know, uh, these players, they're, they're celebrities. You can get anything you want, right? You can, you can finagle your way through things and, and, and get past certain barriers that other students or people can't because you, you have this, this status attached to your name, being an Ohio State football player. And, uh, you know, I've seen a lot of guys get caught up and, and do certain things or uh, enjoy certain pleasures that, you know, go against the, you know what? What I believe, what my, my my morals, and, and what the Lord tells me how I should live, and so uh, definitely was able to be encouraged by some people to to stay on the on the straight and narrow on the path, uh, you know, righteousness, and uh, and so uh, I believe that you know it was for me uh, greatest growing time uh, in my life for my walk with the Lord going to college because you know you you. A lot of times we don't like hard, we don't like hard times, we don't like friction, we don't like opposition, we don't like those un- un- being uncomfortable, but uh, really we need that to grow. And so when I left the home, I was on my own, I had to make that decision, as I said, and uh, I didn't have, you know, I didn't have my family, didn't have my parents telling me, do this and do that, you know, go to church here this time, and, and had to make that for myself. And that was, that, that was a, a shift, that was something that was harder but it was better you know because you you put more weight on it on you on yourself you you get stronger right correct our position you you know you grow so all right now i'm in college there's there's more opportunity for me to fall short there's more temptation there's more opposition you know to my faith more people with different beliefs and things now i'm in this uh boiling pot to, to refine me even even more even more stronger in my, in my faith and uh and so that's it you know that's that's how it went yes it's, so, yeah. it seems to me like there's great power in community you know you ought to write a book uh about that uh what do you think <laughs> yeah i should <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, sure. uh, that's, yes, that's uh, a great idea. Oh, okay. No. You know, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm holding one in my left hand right now. It's called the Power oh, really? of Community at the Ohio State University by Master Teague the Third. How did that come about? Wow. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. So you know that was that was great. Like I said, uh, um, this this it's not always negative uh, when I when I had time off on the field because I was still looking at ways how I could you know help somebody so i created this book i wrote this book called the power of community at the ohio state university shine god's light make kingdom impact and i was encouraged by some people some mentors up there at ohio state just to write about you know my time there i had a great ex- great experience overall and and uh man you, you should write about your time you know there 
you know the, the things that that happened and, and things that impacted you maybe to, to help somebody or to encourage you know you still kind of have you still have that fan base even though you know you're a year out or, or whatever it was a year and a half out and i was like at first i was like eh, i'm not sure because i don't really read a whole lot <laughs> I don't even read a whole lot, and you know, uh-huh. a lot of people, young people, don't read a whole lot, and actually struggle reading. Growing up a little bit, and uh, and and so I I didn't necessarily think uh, writing a book would be something that would be up my alley. <laughs> but then, you know, after thinking about it a little bit, I, I feel the Holy Spirit urge, you know, had put that fire in me to write it. So I just started writing, and uh, and I and I was thinking of a way that I could write it that could hit on a point that many people struggle with uh particularly christians christian students or athletes is you know when they go to college many fall away many walk away from their faith and i think it, the, the statistics is around 70 percent correct and that's that's a big that's a that's a big concern that's a, that's a struggling so okay by the grace of god i was able to not just keep my faith but flourish in my faith and so well, I just read about that and how, how that went about, how that happened. Maybe I can encourage somebody that's going to college, a student, you know, that they can stand firm in their faith. They can, uh, you know, continue to walk in the path of righteousness with the Lord and, and grow that and have an impact on people uh, and, and help people, you know, come to know the Lord and, you know, have different experiences that will just, experiences that will help them in their walk as well. And so I, I wrote about that and, you know, I had I have a lot of people in the book that I talk about, my teammates, um, some people in the university, my mentors and things, spiritual leaders in uh, my community, and I, and I talk about them. And, you know, when I wrote it, I gave them a book to read. They read it. And fortunately enough, I, I got some great endorsements as well. You see Jim Trestle on there. Uh, you know, you see my, my brother Cam Babb on there that, that many, many know uh, on the team, was on the team. And, and then Roy Hall, you know, old timer that that's been just doing great things in the community of Columbus with his living foundation. So, so I've been able to get those endorsements, and uh, you know, so that was that was a blessing. That was awesome, and that is awesome. I would say, and uh, you know, it's been it's been great so far to, to see all the people, um, you know, grabbing grabbing the book and and enjoying it, giving it to their kids, having a, a little game plan of how they're gonna you know, go to college and attack this and win in their faith rather than fail. And, uh, you know, I know that, that a lot of, a lot of students as well, they, they, they do, uh, have this sort of, you know, way growing up of, you know, you follow these rules and you do this and it's kind of a hint. It, I would say, you know, like for me, my, my, my family, they were, they were so, uh, set the example for me instead of just preaching, preaching to me. And so that was the thing that kind of, you know, drew, drew me in at first and then of course I, I i really decided for myself and a lot of people i think you know they 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 just stop at that point of i grew up with it and my parents told me about it they didn't they might not have really set the example for me but they just told me about it and it was kind of uh to be honest it felt like a burden instead of a blessing right and so when they go to when they go to college they feel like oh i can just escape i don't have to follow these rules i don't have to do this and that um, and now I can just do whatever I want to, right? Uh, and, I, and I'll and I'll follow. You know, I don't. I'm not really that invested. And um, and that's unfortunate because 
you know, uh, Jesus, he, he, yes, he, he did preach. He did share a lot with his disciples and, and people that were potential followers of him, but he showed so much, uh, to his, to his, to his followers. He showed so, so much, uh, goodness, so much, uh, love, so much comfort and, 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 and he set the example of what it looks like to, to walk it out. And that was a thing that really drew people in, you know, his, you know, how he healed them and, and, uh, you know, comforted them and, and had compassion on them. And I think parents, you know, we need, they need to do that more than, 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 than preaching to their kid, because a lot of times the kid doesn't see that in their parents, so they don't want to follow. And so that's why Jesus says, follow me, because he's doing the thing that he wants you. He's setting the example of how he wants you to live, right? Yep. And so um, I believe that when we do that more and set the example for people how it is and not and not just constantly berating them and preaching to them, then they'll, they'll be like, okay, this is, this is greater than I think. It's not just, you know, I have to be so legalistic and all these things yes you're going to follow the lord you're going to obey him because you love him but we're living that out and showing them how what it looks like to to have the lord uh, be on the side of the lord and, and live out you know and, and have that grace and that love that he gives us and, and we show them and you know um it's, it's unfortunate that you know sometimes our faith is tainted by you know church or pastors or certain experiences but I just want people to know that we're not, we don't follow, we don't follow our parents. We don't worship pastors. We don't worship denominations and churches. We worship God. We, we, we praise him. We kneel to him because he's, he's the faithful one, right? Yes. The church is flawed. Yep. Christians are flawed. You're going to have uh, betrayals. You're going to have certain situations where you may have been treated uh, wrongly, but it, it's God who you're following. That's the one that who you're following. So just know that he's faithful in every situation. And he he never leaves or forsake you. And then and so um, when I talk about community in this book, I'm not saying that that your 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 uh, all your foundation, your faith is on in that your foundation is in Christ. But those are the things that also help you grow. They also help you continue your walk and and. and be encouraged in the Lord. And so you do need to have that community at the same time uh, and find the right communities that is going to help, you know, encourage you in the Lord and remind you of who, who you worship, what your identity is in, you know, where your worth and value come from, not in anything that you do, not in your, your class, in your, in your schoolwork, in your sport, which those things fade away, those things die off. We see there's a time clock, there's a, you know, ticking uh, time bomb on everything in life there's there's a shelf life right yep but when you're with with the lord and in a part of that uh eternal family that kingdom there's no shelf life it, it lasts forever and that's the thing that you want to be investing in because that's that's the thing that's going to uh you know help help everything else in your life uh run more smoothly and um you know just have peace and joy in, in all situations so yeah i, know I just went kind of talk a lot but that's you know some, you know that's i believe you know really understanding those things uh will help 
Yeah, uh, no question about it. I'm also enjoying the book, and one of the things that I especially appreciated was your intentionality on finding community even before you got to Ohio State, uh, and I think that is a powerful example for other people, and really, quite frankly, every walk of life. Build that community on the front end so you're able yeah. to preserve the things that God has for you uh, in the midst of that situation. So uh, it's a tremendous thing. We're out of time, but but if folks would like to get a copy of The Power of Community at The Ohio State yeah. University, Shining God's Light, Making Kingdom Impact, how can they get that? Yeah, so you can you can go to my website. My website is master, is my name, master, W, T-E-A-G-U-E, T -E -A -G -U -E, and then three I's, I-I-I, because I'm the third, dot com, master, W, T, I, 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 dot com. You can go there. It's on my website. But then, uh, if you don't want to type that in, just you go to my profile on Instagram or, or Twitter, or now now called X. Yep. Uh, and you can go to my bio, and then and then you'll see in my bio uh, a, a link that says the Power Community Book. You can look there and uh, you know pick it up. You know I believe it it will you know definitely help help you if you're going to college or you know you're a parent you want to prepare help better prepare your, your student for that or your child for that um you know and so yeah go get it if you want it don't don't have to but i you know i, I believe that it will help you if you if you do and um yeah so amen you can get it and, and thanks thank uh, you for everything you, you know, yeah you bet. I strongly recommend you to go get it, especially if you have a child that's about to go off to college or the military or they're going to move out of state and go to another job somewhere. I think it is providing tremendous guidance uh, in that mm. way. So I strongly encourage you uh, to go to Master W. Teague Third and get that information. You're a great follow on Twitter as well, or the X, whatever it's called now. Um, and uh, so I've enjoyed that as well. Thank you, Master Teague the Third, for coming on and sharing a little bit about your life, your sports life, your spiritual life. And we trust the Lord's blessing on you as you continue to use this God-given platform to point people to Jesus. Amen. Thank you very much for having me. So blessed to be here. And God bless you guys as you continue to do these great shows. Thanks so much, Master. Yes, thank you. Thank you. That is Master Teague the Third, the author of The Power of Community at The Ohio State University, Shining God's Light, Making Kingdom Impact. You want to get a copy of that book and continue to follow the ministry of Master Teague the Third. All right, Kelsey, that's going to wrap up episode 110 of the Sports and Spirituality Show. Uh, what do you think about 111? Do you like the number 111? I do. Do you? Yeah. It's like you. You're number one. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, you're my number one fan. Okay. Uh, I mean, number one. I was going to say, what? Yeah, I'm a fan of you. <laughs> you are number one fan? <laughs> that's not what I meant to say. Okay. You're the number one person in my oh. life Oh. Uh, on the show. Oh, thank yeah, you yeah. so much. I was like, I... Uh, yeah, I can't. I, I couldn't let that. Uh, I I'm even above sound. master. Uh, even above master T. Oh, okay, yeah. thank you. Yep, yep, yep. You're welcome. Uh, that's the way it goes. So you are coming back for 111. Yeah, I think so. Hallelujah! That's as positive a time uh, response that I've heard well. in 110 shows. That's the most positive response. I mean, it was still kind of whiny and, uh, you know, uh, noncommittal. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's still better. All righty. Uh, well, I'll look forward to seeing you on show 111. How's that? All right. See you then. A uh, special thank you to our friends. 
Price Custom Homes. Greg and Mitch Price have been building homes for 50 years, and they would love to build a home for you. You can get more information by going to their website, pricecustomhomes.com. Thank you, Greg and Mitch Price, for sponsoring the Sports and Spirituality Show. For my partner, Kelsey Bow with the Tree Young Adults, I'm Steve Rouse saying thank you for listening to the Sports and Spirituality Show, Episode 110. Thank you, Master Teague, for being our guest, and we look forward to you joining us next time for the SAS.